Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. RNZ Pacific News. Hello, good blood day. Trulo you, I'm Lydia Lewis. A Bougainville cabinet minister says the impacts of the derelict Panguna mine are ongoing more than 30 years after its closure. Rio Tinto was the owner and operator of the copper and gold mine in the autonomous Papua New Guinea region when it sparked a civil war. Theonila Roca Matabob was heavily involved in the, fi- in the filing of an unofficial complaint against the mining giant, which led to it funding an investigation into the environmental and human rights issues resulting from the mining. She says people's lives and livelihoods are still at risk. Every single day, this arable land area has been covered by the collapsing sandbags. As we speak, there are families that are continuously moving, but no one wants to talk about this as a violation against people and the environment itself. Meanwhile, more than four million US dollars in gold was poured out when mining resumed at the reopened Pagera mine in Inga province in Papua New Guinea. The mine had been shut down in 2020 after the government refused to renew the operator's special mining lease. The restart follows agreement that the PNG state and the landowners would have majority ownership of what it called New Pagera Limited. Caleb Fotheringham has more. Inga Province landowners, the provincial government and the state will receive a combined equity share of 51%, while the remaining 49% share will go to the developer under the mine's renegotiated agreements. The national newspaper reports a 3% royalty is also included for landowners over the 20-year life of the mine. Prime Minister James Marape, who was on site when gold production resumed, says the first pour was the outcome of all parties working together. Fiji's Great Council of Chiefs will elect its new chairman today at its first meeting since the council was reinstated. Those in the running for the position include Prime Minister Sitiveni Rambuka, President Wiliame Katoniveri and Speaker of Parliament Ratu Nainama Lalabalavu. The three other nominees for the position include High Chiefs Roteimumu Kepa, Ratu Epenisa Thakombao and Minister for Itauke Efereimi Vasu. Mr Vasu says the election of the chairperson and vice-chairperson who will steer the council to deliver its mandate for the region for Indigenous people, rather, is a pivotal moment. The director of an environmental charity in Rarotonga says deep sea mining is not mineral harvesting. The Cook Islands government last week approved allowing the term mineral harvesting to be used when referring to collecting nodules. The director of the Ipukaria Society, Kevin Passfield, says using the term is greenwashing. It's going to have to be sucked up or dredged up, and there's going to be a whole lot of sediment. And a lot of the stuff you read says they'll be taking the top 10 centimetres at least of the substrate with them. So that's not plucking or collecting, that's mining. 
The Cook Island Seabed Minerals Commissioner says mining is a broad term and remains in the Seabed Minerals Act, while minerals harvesting is a subset of mining and refers specifically to the collection of nodules. The Catholic Archbishop in Solomon Islands has issued a pastoral letter urging members of the church to vote wisely in the upcoming elections. The country is holding joint national and provincial elections for the first time, with polling day set down for April 17th. The Solomon Star reports that in his letter, Archbishop Chris Cadone urged voters to select candidates who demonstrate qualities of integrity, humility and commitment to serving the common good. Solomon Islands is predominantly Christian, with Catholicism being the second largest denomination after Anglicanism. Official campaigning began on Monday last week. New research reports that women in Tonga are prepared to move away from the kingdom due to adverse climate challenges impacting their communities. It's part of a program commissioned by New Zealand's Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Christina Persico has more. A small team from the University of Waikato is leading a two-year project about how climate change affects people departing their homelands in Tonga and Samoa. Project lead Laura Vaioleti told Pacific Media Network a survey with 600 respondees revealed there was particular interest from Tongan women to leave the kingdom, a gender difference not reflected in the Samoan respondents. She says the younger population was definitely more keen on moving, but a lot of people were very steadfast in wanting to stay. Their findings also showed climate change mobility was already in motion and communities expected inevitable displacement. The New Zealand Labour leader says he accepts his party's fair share of responsibility for the failures of the accredited employer work visa scheme. The visa helped to bring more workers into the country after COVID-19 border restrictions caused a shortage. But the outcome was scores of migrants paying for jobs but being left without work and living in poor conditions. Chris Hipkins says although his government was reasonable, was responsible for introducing the scheme, blame should be shared. Politicians of all colours, including the, the current government and the previous government, put enormous pressure on immigration in New Zealand to get the border reopened quickly after the global pandemic. And, uh, and clearly, I think mistakes were made in the, in the process. Chris Hipkins says the overall design of the system was the right one, but there were problems implementing it. Still in Aotearoa, the population of the North Island brown kiwi has increased by at least 7,000 birds in the last four years. A new survey by Save the Kiwi, which supports Māori and community-led conservation projects across the North Island, attributes the boom to just 25 projects. Save the Kiwi says the North Island brown kiwi had such strong growth in recent years that the species was removed from the threatened list in 2021. However, the group expects conservation budgets to be become tight under this government and fears this progress could be reversed in just a few years. In world news, the Speaker of the US House of Representatives says he's very optimistic Congress can agree to new funding to keep the government running before Friday's deadline. About a quarter of the government will shut down if there's no agreement. Our Washington correspondent Nick Harper reports. 
House Speaker Republican Mike Johnson said he was very optimistic following a meeting with U.S. President Joe Biden and the other Democratic and Republican leaders in the Senate and the House. However, Mike Johnson still needs to convince his Republican colleagues, and some of them are making his life difficult. They're putting in extreme demands, like cutting the Homeland Security Secretary's pay down to zero and looking for ways to defund the Biden administration's climate agenda. They say without those agreements, they won't be able to help the Republicans' slim majority in the House to get this new funding deal agreed. In sport, World Rugby has unveiled the format for this year's Pacific Nations Cup with two pools of three and the top two from each pool meeting in the semi-finals. Fiji, Samoa and Tonga will be in one group and the USA, Canada and Japan in the other. In New Zealand basketball, the Breakers need to bounce back from a hefty loss to the Sydney Kings the last time they met in the Australian NBL if they are to keep their season going for another week. The Kings and Breakers meet in a sudden-death playoff game in Sydney tonight. The Breakers' Defence Player of the Year, Isaiah Laufa, says the Breakers need to have a positive mindset. We don't go in with confidence then. It's going to be a... Kind of like our last game there, we got smacked and lost by 30, so I think all the boys are pumped and you know, definitely full of confidence. Greek tennis player Stefanos Tsitsipas has pledged to donate US dollars for every ace he hits during the Mexican Open to help with the reconstruction of a beach resort town on Mexico's Pacific coast following devastation caused by Hurricane Otis last October. And Japan's biggest pro wrestling star, Alipate Leone, better known as Tamatonga, is expected to join the WWE. The Tongan-born wrestler resigned from New Japan Pro Wrestling last month, ending his 14-year career with the company. According to multiple reports, Tamatonga is poised to sign a contract with the WWE. Tamatonga is the adopted son of WWE legend King Haku. And that's the latest news and sport for RNZ Pacific. You can read more on our website, rnzi.com. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and Mopmaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.